everybody. Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, and investors. I'm your host, Mikey T, personal home consultant, real estate agent, homeowner, and investor. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. Today, we are going to learn what the heck title insurance is and why we need it. And I have this rock star sitting across from me. Uh, what's that base for? We got Miranda Verderam. Miranda Verderam, she is the business development specialist with All Ahead Title. Miranda, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Mr. Timpani. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Now Mr. I'm on Tim- your show. You were on mine. Now uh, I'm on yours. I know. That's How's it feel being on the other side? A little nerve-wracking. Uh, yeah, now, now you see how I feel, right? <laughs> it is. You know, everything's in your head. And yeah. So then I'm over, you know, take two. But we're not doing two takes here today. I know. That's the crazy part. And we're live, so don't be nervous. No, I'm not. All right? You're going to be all right. So Miranda... Um, before we get started, let me let people know where they can find you right now at Miranda V two three two three on Instagram, yeah. right? On Facebook.com forward slash Miranda dot Verderam, V E R D E R A M E, and uh, you're super uh, active on LinkedIn, also. I am. So I'm all of, over, just like you. Yeah, no, <laughs> you got to be all over the place, but uh, <laughs> definitely go follow her right now. You can see. Uh, what she does and, and she she posts a lot of great stuff and a lot of great information especially during the summer you posted a lot of stuff what was going on around here and i wanted to steal some of it sometime but i i didn't i go ahead i played sharing is caring mike Share. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we'll let my wife <laughs> anyway <laughs> so today we're going to talk about title insurance um but before we dive into that subject. I, I would like for us to learn a little bit more about you, what you did before title, what got you into title. I mean, title insurance really isn't the normal career path for most people. So uh, what, what, what were you doing before? What got you there? Okay. Well, I started off in sales. Um, I started off selling properties at uh, Weikert Realtors. I was with them for 15 years. I started off doing sales in the Seagirt office, and I transferred over to the Ocean Township office. Then I got actually promoted into title, and uh, I became an account executive there, and I actually had seven offices that I took care of, about 450 agents that I worked with, and uh, I really loved it. I really, it was a perfect balance for me because you're still doing sales, but you're still out socializing and didn't have to be stuck in the office all the time. And then, um, and then I realized that there's bigger and better out here. And I took the leap of faith and came out here and I absolutely love it. And I've been having a really good time. Awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Now, what makes, uh, so you were a licensed agent, right? A salesperson. So what brought that change uh you know from going from making commissions and and all the dealing with that part of the business into saying all right i'm done with that part i'm going to go into now this part of the business well i i still get paid on commission uh i do also get a salary but it's basically a commission position and i mean sales really to me is sales and it's about creating relationships. So it doesn't really 
it wasn't like a big switch for me. I was still doing the same thing. And I think the transition, because I was in sales at Weikert, and then I just switched over to doing title at Weikert. So I was working with the same people, and I was kind of learning about title as I went and just really enjoying it. And then when I felt confident enough, I took the leap out here. And I think it's basically the same thing. I'm out there hustling like every single realtor out there. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm doing the same you, things that everybody else If you else follow her doing. online, you're going to see she's uh, – <laughs> She's hustling more than me, and I think, and I'm managing like four or five Instagram. <laughs> I mean, you, you I were, know it's funny. We were, always see each other. I, know. I put something up, you you like it. Yeah. I do the same for you. We're I mean, like between LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We're just uh, both it, running ragged. I know that's what you got to do. I, now, did I you, feel like did I you do. like that? The agents in the office were no longer your competition, but now kind of, you know, people that you do work for you know it's kind of a different sale so when you're a real yeah. estate agent you're kind of going after clients out there cold calling whatever you got to do well honey your- there's a million title people oh, out you, here no too. it's the same thing so but- i'm still i'm still out here competing but i i know what you're saying and i think that i never really thought of it as competition because i just kind of feel like everybody should be out here helping each other doing your thing and you know, you just move forward going that way. Yeah. I didn't really think of anybody as, as really being my competition. I focus on myself. I don't focus on what other people are doing. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's kind of given me the stability to keep going is that I just stay in my lane and I do what I'm supposed to do and try to keep friends with everybody and keep everybody going. And if I can help somebody along the way, I always try to because I think it's really important. I think that's the main thing. Like you said, stay in your lane. And I think that's the longevity. That's the the answer to longevity in any in real estate title or whatever. I mean, you could be discouraged by the millions of agents oh, and title people. Absolutely. And, I mean, every event that, as a real estate agent, I get hit with multiple title mortgage. I mean, yeah. everybody that you know they bombard me, um, but they're all doing their thing and they can't worry about somebody else. And and I think everybody has something else to offer too. Like everybody kind of finds their niche, and. I mean, I just feel like I kind of found mine and I just plot along and do what I have to do. And, you know, that's it. Everybody, everybody kind of does their own thing. Now, what, what got you into real estate before you got into title? <sighs> I don't know. That's a tougher question. <laughs> <laughs> I moved back here, actually. I moved back here from New Mexico. So we're, we are in New Jersey. So you went from New Jersey to New Mexico, back to New Jersey? Or are you originally from New Mexico? For the sake of the story, yes. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've actually moved a lot. So for the sake Private of the story, investigators I was actually are in... probably <laughs> taking us away. Is she yet now? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's what I was doing for 15 years. We got Dog the Bounty Hunter on our <laughs> <laughs> I look more like his wife, I, mean, but... I, I, I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I think sales is sales. I mean, I, I honestly think that if you start from a good, honest place, sales is sales. So it yeah. doesn't really matter if you're selling water you're selling real estate you just try to do the best you can do be honest give everybody the information that they need to make a decision and i think sales really is not about convincing somebody to buy something it's about giving them the information and letting them buy it. you can't force somebody to buy a house let's say yeah you walk into the house and they're either going to fall in love with it or they're not they're going to see themselves living there or they're not title is a little bit different i mean 
well, technically title across the board is pretty much the same no matter where you go. It's regulated by the state. The fees are pretty much all the same. And it really just comes down to your personal relationship with your title rep and, you know, just kind of staying in everybody's uh, view so they know that they're that you're there because there's plenty of title people out here. Yeah, well, title, everybody within title our industry. Mortgage. Yeah. We're um, all out here. Yeah, we're all out here trying to trying and, to get a piece of it. And to be honest, I'm friends with a lot of the people that are out here in different companies. Yeah. And it's okay. It's not a big deal. We all kind of travel in the same circle. Everybody kind of respects everybody's territory, and everybody just does what they have to do. And I think that um, there's a lot of people that are recycled, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe they'll work with one mortgage person for a little while. And then all of a sudden they'll start working with somebody else. And then maybe they'll come back. It is what it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, and I could see that happening because I have mortgage people constantly approach me. And after a while you almost feel obligated, you know, to who's kind of giving you the most attention. Yeah. So. It's the same so, with title. Yeah. So if, if mortgage person A kind of falls off. And now they're not texting you, calling you. Right. And you somebody, know. other mortgage person is in your face calling yeah. you, going, hey, Mike, what are you doing? Exactly. You want pork, leg, and cheese tomorrow morning? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sold. Yeah. I'll give you, I got, I got some clients for exactly. you. Exactly. You know? It's the same with title. I can't yeah. tell you how many times. I think the hardest thing for me is just constantly, I make so many contacts. I'm out there all the time. I make so many contacts. The worst not the worst, but the hardest thing for me is to juggle everybody and to keep in constant communication with them. Yeah. So I think that social media is really very helpful in that way that, hey, they still see me. They still see me out there. You know, don't forget about me. Yeah, I'm I, still doing I'm, it. I'm still hustling like everybody else yeah. for that one deal to come <laughs> in. So I think it's just a matter of just kind of staying relevant all the time. Definitely. And I, I agree. It's it's the same for both of us. And uh it's the industry. Well, nobody in. does a better job than you. I don't know. Half the time, I don't even know what you're doing because you're so busy and you're yeah. doing everything. <laughs> and there's a lot to be admired. I mean, you're doing your consulting business. You're doing real estate. Yeah. You're a dad. You're a husband. I know. It's, it's a lot. The construction. I know. I, I There's a lot of hats I wear. And, uh, you know, I prioritize where I go at what time. And, you know, I definitely... My most effort is into creating time for my family. That's probably where I put the effort effort in. And that's exactly And everything else kind of be. falls into place. Yep. Because if, uh, if my home life sucks, then that's the rest right. isn't worth it. And I tell a lot of people that. Uh, the person that you just had on, <laughs> yeah, I think that he really is a workaholic and he juggles a lot. And uh, I keep telling him, don't forget about your family. Yeah. I mean, you know? family life is number one. And uh, yeah. I'm one to to tell people you know sorry i'm away uh my wife knows that there's times i got a field phone calls or emails and i'll tell her hey do you mind if i get a half an hour right i'm just i got to disconnect just to keep things going because clients do rely on me um but it's being conscious of everything outside the business because the business could suck you in yeah and uh I it mean, takes a lot to juggle it it yeah. really does and you, you really you, have to have like a lot of different personalities you have to you have to be able to juggle a lot you have to have like adhd i think those sure. people are probably the most successful because yeah. they can they're like octopus they can handle like five different things going I, on I at can, the same time i need to have multiple things going on because that, that's yeah, the way my too. brain works mine too and uh and and you you do a lot of events with uh, the affiliate 
Um, well, I'm actually the chair, the chair of the of Affiliates Committee, the Monmouth Ocean Affiliates Committee. And I'm also on the uh, Monmouth Ocean uh, Women's Council. So we do a lot. And I'm actually going to be joining uh, the Hispanic uh, groups this year, too, and awesome. trying to get on the board with that. Because I like to spread it around and like to meet new people and keep everything going. Now, you guys do a great job. You keep you have a lot of uh, functions that you do. I mean... You know, you're super active in all of that, and and without yeah. people like you on those boards to facilitate that stuff, this stuff wouldn't even happen. So yeah, I mean, we like to mix it up. Yeah. yeah, I think this year that a lot of people didn't know who the affiliates were, so we're we're working with changing the name. So now we kind of we're testing a new name because I don't think people understand what an affiliate is. Yeah. So we're changing it to the Realtor Resource Network because we have pl- we have over 186 people on on the affiliates committee and i don't think people utilize that. i don't think the realtors know who we are so we we're trying to get out there in the public we're trying to create fun events i had the big ray gay fest in asbury um i'm doing a poker night we had a saint patty's day party so and we have a karaoke event coming up in october so we like to mix it up we like to get different people out there and we like to do it in different locations so other realtors will be more interested in going to the events so we're just trying to get out there and introduce ourselves to everybody and let them know that hey we're here you're doing a great job i think uh especially uh you know i see the turnout and i see how much activity you're getting with it and it's important that people like yourself do these things so other agents get out there and learn about you your product the other affiliates product because in the end it's the the team that the agent creates that makes them successful well and That's one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about because we, you and I, have created a team. And I think the one thing that I got from my last job was that they had teams already in place. And it's a great concept. It's wonderful that you have somebody that's there that you know, that you trust, do the mortgage, do the insurance, and it's great. The problem with that is if you have one person on that team that's not as strong as you and or the other people on the team, then the team, you know, they say it's only as strong as the weakest link. The beauty about being out here is you get to hand pick your team. You can pick the best of the best, the best mortgage person, the best title person, and the best attorney, the best inspector. And it's beautiful when it works. And when, when there are issues that come up, it's great that you can just pick up the phone at 1030 at night and call that person and say, listen, I need this. And I have that with my mortgage people. My mortgage people call me. I need the title. I, got, I need three days to clear this so we can close on time done then i call up my office i said listen we have put this in the front we have to get this out immediately and we have to make sure that you know we're closing on time because the underwriter you know the mortgage person needs three days to clear it yeah so we all work really hard to make it happen out here and i think that's really probably the most important thing to me and the thing that i preach the most is having your team absolutely and and that's actually uh something that i'm going to be going around to other agencies to talk about uh, with my company, THS, is developing a team. And a, lo- a lot of agents, especially there's there's so much turnover. So there's 10 new agents starting today and eight of them are going to be out of it in two years. Right. But if all these agents kind of work together to help each other to create teams within, you know, say the office, uh, 
and, and, and share each other's resources, then exactly. it creates a, a more successful agent, a, a more confident agent, and a more professional agent. Well, there's plenty of new people that come out here that really don't know what they're doing. Well, you really don't have to know that much. What you do have to know is how to pick the right people to be on your team. You need the resources. That's and once it. you have the resources, That's it's funny. It. I have a, a paper that I have here, and it, and it shows what I go over with. Um, yeah, you're very thorough. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm all, all about having multiple, you know, at, at least two to three loan, you know, mortgage people, two to three mortgage uh, attorneys. Um, everyone drives differently with different people. Yeah. Uh, some Sometimes people... You know, I, I handle from Middlesex all the way down to Ocean. Right. So if I have an attorney in Middlesex, if I have a person that's up there, they probably would rather wor work with that person right. than someone in Ocean County. Right. So it's important to go out there, network. I mean, that's how we became yeah. introduced and, uh, and we've done work together. And uh, you build your team that way. And for me, having all the important players of the team already on my list, it, I'm so less stressed when something comes up. You know, when an issue comes up as, as I'm going through a, a deal, it's just, don't worry about it. I'm going to call ABC. I'm going to call this guy. I'm going to call that guy. And it, right. You're great And it just that. goes, you know. They, but when you're when you're going on Facebook and you're asking recommendations for people that you should have already, if you're in business a couple of years, the list I created, you should have already had filled out. You shouldn't need to go on Facebook asking. And yeah, but sometimes it changes. No, it does. But, but within your office. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you should go. It should be easy then to go to the top producer, maybe in your office, or somebody on their team, and say, "Hey, listen, I need an appraiser. You know, who have you worked with? Uh, obviously, you're closing 30, 40 right. deals this year. You got somebody, you right. know, or go to your broker. I mean, I have an amazing broker, Sue. If I have any question, you know, and I tell anybody, I'm only in the business three years, but my partner's in the business a lot longer than that. Right. So. If I don't know something, I have someone on my team that, that definitely will. Absolutely. And it's all about having those resources. And, and, uh, and I think it's really important, too, that when you pass the baton to somebody else, I think that that's really crucial. You, It's also really important to match your client up with the person that has that kind of personality because there's, like, attorneys. There's attorneys that are handholders, and there's attorneys that are just business. You're just going to talk to their paralegal until the day of closing and I think that you really have to match that those personalities up yep. and it's important for you as the realtor and because I have been a realtor too the most important thing is that these clients now once they close on their home that they're referring you business that's how you're going to grow your business and to me that singly is the most important thing so the smoother the transaction goes the less that the client knows what's going on behind the scenes, I mean, they can know what's going on. We're not trying to hide anything. But it's so stressful when people buy homes. They say it's the most stressful time of your life. It definitely is, yeah. That for them to call you when they're freaking out and you're like, don't worry about it. I got it. I'll make a phone call. And you just kind of put that all to rest and you take that angst out of the whole thing. I think that means so much that they don't feel left alone. They don't feel out there like, what if I forget something? What if I don't do something properly? And when you guide them through that process, that's how you create clients. And that's how you create your business and build your business. It's on a solid foundation. I mean, back in the old days, you know, a family would have one realtor. <laughs> and they did everything with that one realtor or that one attorney. They are coming to you because you are the professional. So they expect you to guide them through it. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, if anybody... 
in the professional field gets anything out of this, it's it's build your team. And even if you're a buyer, Preach a seller, on, brother. if you're a buyer or seller <laughs> or an investor, I say the same thing to my buyers, my sellers, my investors. Let's build a team. So uh, on the buy side, so you know, once we're putting in the offer, you get accepted. You already had the mortgage approval. You already know who your attorney is. And basically the real estate agent, the attorney and the mortgage people are like the, the, the three important, you know, pillars in, in that deal. Yeah. And those three could really kill the deal or make the deal happen. So 100%. I say, let's, let's build that team. There's a lot of the team that I could handle inspector on my own. Too. The inspector too. And that's kind of someone that I, I bring on with me. And, uh, yeah. you know, for my clients on the real estate end, they basically get what my other company does. I do the walkthrough exactly. with them and I, and I give them all the information up front. But even if you're not working with me as your real estate agent, you could hire either my company, you could hire a contractor, but do this work beforehand. Maybe talk to a local contractor and say, hey, listen, how much would you charge to come out and look at a house when it's time? Did we now, do a Title Tuesday on that? I don't that? know. We might have done that. So you, you can look back on Miranda's page. And, uh, I think that we did. I think that that's probably one of the most valuable things that you offer is that you have that experience. So you can actually guide the people through you know, it, the foreclosures, the houses that have water damage, I think that's an invaluable service that you have. And I think somebody would be lucky to have you as, as their realtor to go through that whole thing. No, and I appreciate that. And But even, I know people feel obligated to have their own real estate agents. They might be best friends with one or related to one. Right. And I hear it all the time. And if if you aren't in New Jersey and you can't get me and my company to represent you, you know, that's why I say find a contractor, find someone that you could trust to do the walkthrough with you. And then you can learn a lot before you even put the offer in. And the whole process moves a lot smoother once you're more educated yeah, on the absolutely. process. Well, I don't know too many people that don't show up to their own inspection. I think that that's really important. Yeah. They have to walk through the house and look, it's going to be your house. You're not buying the majority of the time, even with a new house, you still want to do that. But you're not buying a new house. So you need to walk through and you need to understand. And the inspector is probably a pretty pivotal point in the transaction, too, because everybody's waiting on pins and needles for the inspection to go through. And I think people have to understand the inspection is not a time to go through and renegotiate everything. An inspection really is just to kind of make you aware of what you're purchasing. And I don't think that, you know, I being a realtor, I understand that process. And I would, I think the most important thing about being a realtor is to prep your clients and sit down with them and tell them, listen, this is what's going to happen. This is how everything's going to go. You know, your first deposit's in, second deposit has to come in then. Now we're going to get out of attorney review. Now we have to set up the inspection. And, you know, during the inspection, it's not for you to go through and pick out every little thing. We're looking for the big items. We're looking for the roof. We're looking for the foundation. We're looking for oil. We're looking for termites. Other than that, and even those can be fixed. That's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. If you have a, I had a house that I had termite damage and, and the support beam was eaten through it. Okay. It's not the end of the world. Pull the beam out. We'll, you know, redo it. The person selling it, you know, took care of that. And you got a brand new house. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. okay. I yep. had an oil tank that was leaking into, uh, in um, in Lakewood. I had an oil tank that was under a foundation that was leaking into the wetlands. Okay, listen, 
somebody put in an offer. We went 80000 over asking when the market was really hot. Okay, it was a horrible situation, but the person buying it didn't back out. They just wanted it rectified. It took eight months to rectify it, but everything was fine. We cleaned it up. We yanked the tank. We cleaned out the soil. We did all the testing that was supposed to be done, and they moved into their house. So I think that people really, I think it's really up to the realtor not to freak the client out over every little bump in the road. You're everything right. can be solved. Everything has an answer. And, and it's up to the agent to kind of bring, you know, like uh, to calm emotions down. Exactly. But- there's times when the agent doesn't understand what's going on and they react just as bad as the client when Correct. they get their report. They create hysteria. Exactly. And now they're killing the deal and they don't know how to rectify it. They don't know how to negotiate it properly. And that's where I always say, if you don't know, bring somebody else in there that does. Yeah. Bring in a contract to get a value. Find out what is it worth for your client to either buy the house or for the other person to fix. I mean, there, there's so much that could be negotiated to keep the deal together, but it's up to the agent. Well, that's where you create value because you can come in and you being a builder and having that background, you could come in and say, oh, well, we could just take that beam out, put another beam in there. No know. big deal. Yeah. That costs 5000 yeah. You know, we can take care of that. So put your offer in, whatever. I think it's more the, the newer agents or the people that don't do a lot of business. They kind of create that hysteria. And I think it's, you know, you don't have to go through all that. You just have to find the right people. Listen, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but when I go in for surgery, I do my research. I, I don't try to question it. I, I believe that the doctor knows what they're doing. And, you know, you kind of, at one point, you have to seek out the people that you need. And I think that's being a professional. You don't, look, I don't know everything about title insurance. But guess what? If I don't know it, I pick up the phone and I call somebody who does. Absolutely. And I don't freak out the client. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm not really sure. I thought it was this, but let me just check and I'll get back to you with the right information. I think that you have to be honest. I think that you have to admit when you don't necessarily know everything. And I think that um, the people will earn your trust that way. Definitely. And I mean, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, but sorry. No, but that, that's I mean, that's a big reason why I got into real estate is I was going to open houses, looking for homes myself. And I was hearing agents just give answers and I knew they were wrong. Right. And I go, why are you, why are you giving answers? You, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. I'll get that information for you. I respect that. Yeah. But just to lie to I, I know they, they want the deal. They want the client. They want yeah, the sale. But to but get the sale off of lying, it's 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 not the right way to do it. And eventually, the truth comes out. Right. And you know? then you lose all credibility. Yeah, because they they That's go, uh, oh well, this person said, uh, you know, that was fine, and it, then it wasn't. And now, now they got to backpedal and, and explain why it's not fine. Well, and also, um, this is the biggest investment of somebody's life. You're signing legal documents, so you better not misspeak. You better know what you're talking about or find somebody. Or if you say something incorrectly, go back and correct it. Absolutely. So, you know what? I misspoke on that. I talked to an attorney or I talked to my broker. This is the information. And, you know, I apologize. But I just wanted to make sure that you had the right information. And I think that's really probably the most important thing. Because a lot of people, I think a lot of people think that they know so much because they go on Zillow or, you know, they watch home shows. Sometimes I watch these home shows and I'm like, 
What were you thinking? What world are they in? What were you thinking? That's not how it should be handled. So I think that's it. But I think you're in the perfect position to guide people. And I think seriously, and I'm not just saying this because we're doing the podcast, but (laughs) I think anybody would be lucky to have you because you know a lot about mortgages. You know a lot about the homes. You know a lot about building and renovation. And I I think that that's invaluable to have. Well, it's because I have people on my team like you. Anthony and, and everyone else that 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 helps me along the way, and uh, so let, let's segue back into right, what sorry. you do. You know, sorry, I branched. I off. mean, we, we could we could talk about me all day. I mean, I might, <laughs> okay, let's talk about I might me. Have to, I have to go on my phone right now and book some more time. Um, <laughs> sorry, we over? <laughs> no, no, no. But we we want to talk about about title insurance. What is title insurance? Like, okay, so why? Well, I do have a background in investigation, just FYI. So basically, title insurance is the same thing. You're investigating the property to make sure the property is clean and clear of any encumbrances or anybody that could come back and put in a claim on your property. So you're going to check the chain of title. If a house was built in 1980, you're going to go back to 1980, and actually before that, when the land is there, you're going to go back to 1980, and you're going to see who bought it when and where and make sure that at every time there was a purchase that the property was transferred over clean and you know free of any kind of uh, you know encumbrances or any liens that somebody can have and you're also going to check the property so we also we hire we don't do the surveys but we hire a survey company and they're going to come out and they're going to check your property lines and they're going to make sure that your property lines your fence is where it should be your pool is where it should be because you don't want to buy a house and the pool is 10 feet off of the property line and the town says that you have to be 15 feet because that's going to cost you a lot of money Mm. we also have properties that have uh, utility easements so you'll see you know the high tension wires you know way back well how are they going to get there and you want to put in a pool on the left side of your property and you can't now because you have an easement that allows the town to come through once a year to check up on that power line that's you know a half a mile back on your property so we're going to check that we're going to check on the sidewalks we're going to you know check that uh the person that's actually purchasing your house is uh, we have the Patriot Act, okay? They're going to make sure that the house, the person purchasing your house isn't a terrorist coming in and, and you know, wanting to buy property here. Um, we're going to check that the person purchasing your property doesn't owe back child support and say they're going to pay, say they're buying a house for two fifty, and they're going to pay cash, so now you owe 80000 in child support. Well, that's going to come up. You're going to have to pay child support mm-hmm. before you purchase this house for two We're going to make sure the people that are selling the house actually sell the house and they don't have what's called mechanics liens. So somebody came in and did uh, an extension on their, on their house and that they still owe the contractor, let's use 80000 We're going to make sure that that's taken care of at the closing because it goes with the property. Because guess what? The work was done on the property, so it goes with the property. So we're going to check that, too. So we're going to check the person selling the property. We're going to check the person buying the property. We're going to check the property itself. And that pretty much is your title insurance. So now that's the search end end of a title, right? Now, Is there an actual insurance to uh, say you guys missed something? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, some guy two purchases ago come up comes up and said, "Hey, you guys never got my lien." Right. Um, so how that works is as soon as the title work goes in, which we tell everybody, as soon as you come out of attorney review, let's do the title work. Because sometimes if the if somebody has a common name, John Smith, guess what? We have to go through <laughs> thousands of John Smiths to find that particular John so Smith. So as a buyer or seller, sometimes you'll get this <laughs> list yeah. that you have to go through and say, that's not me, that's not me, that's, that's not right. me. That's and, and it could be... And you also have John Smith Jr. Sr. So now you're going to have to go through because you're going to have to use your social security number to identify which one you are, junior or senior. And you're going to have to go through because there's credit issues that could come up there and and liens that come up on there. So you do have the – so when we get a a title – Okay, when somebody puts in a title order, we get it, we send it out to a searcher, which is a third party. We send it out to the county searcher, they gather all the information, they send it back, they send it to our examiner. Sometimes it, it could be like a little phone book, sometimes it's it's a lot of paperwork. And they have to go through every bit of paperwork and read it, and then they uh, have an alert page. Okay, so then that goes out. We get it, we type it up. We send it out to the mortgage person for the mortgage company to look at, and we send it out to both attorneys. And so they get their chance to look at the uh, title work. And there's stuff that can be easily cleared up. But sometimes it takes a while. So the sooner you order title work, the better. Because sometimes that could hold up everything. What's the average turnaround time of title? Well, when we get a title order... I mean, I would say four to five days. If we get something on Monday, you're going to have it on Friday. If it's a rush, we can rush it in two days, three days. But everything's a rush now. Yeah, so it goes so, to the, from the searcher to the examiner to the attorney. All that could be done within a week yes. pretty much. Yeah, that's about average. Sometimes it takes two weeks. And sometimes if somebody is not closing, they're, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer because that's not on our priority list. I mean, it's still everything's happening, but we have to get the rushes out and the immediate things right away. So you're going to have um, the owner's policy. You're going to have the mortgage company is going to have their own part of the policy and then the owners have their part of the policy and then once that's done it's all regulated by banking and insurance so if a house is 250 no matter which title company you go to the fees are pretty much going to be the same then how now i i guess title companies make their money off a commission from those those well we have underwriters so Just like a regular insurance company, we have underwriters. So the underwriters are really the ones that sign off on everything, Mm -hmm. allowing us to issue title for them. Okay. So the underwriter gets paid, and then we get a percentage, and then, you know, it gets broken down that way. Now, do fees uh, differ from title company? Now, I know the premium is the same. Nope, they should all they're all regulated. They charge $100 for exam work, they charge 25 for an endorsement, they charge 40 to overnight a package. I mean, they're very regulated. Mm-hmm. The only differences that you can see is what they charge in their settlement fees. And usually it's between about 450 and 550, but 
I've seen them up to twelve hundred. If now, you have a short sale, so what is settlement fees? Like, what 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 is that entail? That is what we would charge all ahead title. What we would charge to go and and close the transaction. Like when we show up at the closing, mm-hmm. and we're handling it. That's okay, what so we that charge. that so for most people that haven't bought. When you go to the closing table, you'll have sometimes you'll have your attorney there, sometimes you won't, but you'll have someone from the title company doing the handling the settlement and and they're handling the whole settlement. They're the ones giving you all the paperwork, the issuing the checks, the checks. They're giving you all the documents to sign. They're checking your ID. Yep. They're making sure you're bringing the proper amount of money to closing, and that's all done through the title company. Correct. And and their settlement department. Correct. And that that is the one fee that kind of, I guess, varies from company to company. It does, to but most people are pretty standard between 450 and 550 But I have seen some that go up to $1,200. i have seen 2000 Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But if it takes us three days to do something or like a week, if you have a short sale and you put in a lot of time on that short sale, it's taking three months. I mean, back in the old days, short sales could take up to a year. Yeah. So you're constantly in that file. So it's, you know, the fees are a little bit different, but you do want to look for that. You do want to check your fees, but most people are pretty standard. So then what, what would make, uh, you know, uh, an agent or a, a purchaser, Choose one agency maybe over another. So, so what are the differences between agencies? Well, I think the differences are really in your service, in your communication, in your relationship, in you creating value. I think that I'm not just out here selling title. I think that I really try to create value for everybody. I try to be a part of you know, the transaction where a lot of other people maybe don't. I have somebody today that's actually in the hospital. They had surgery yesterday. They have a closing today at 3.30. She can't be there. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go pick up, you know, a nice bottle of champagne, thank them for using us, and just show up and let them know that we appreciate their business. So I think it's really about creating value. Definitely. And And service. Service is huge. I've been with three title companies, by the way. Mm -hmm. And, well, actually four. I, you know, I was with the one for the longest, did not have great service. And it was really difficult to deal with that on a daily basis because I knew I was doing my job. But, you know, I could be fabulous. But if I don't have the service department to handle everything, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not getting it's just like you selling. I'm not getting another transaction, say, from you if we screw something up in a title deal and I disappoint you and your clients are mad at you. You're not getting more clients. So I think it's really important that you do have a really solid service department. And the company that I'm with now, All Ahead, probably has the best service that I've ever experienced before. They really, the owners are in the office. They really go above and beyond for every client. And I think that is huge, huge. And I had I had somebody that had an issue at, they needed a deed taken care of. And it was a Wednesday night at 9.30 at night. And they sent over and they said, oh, I want to put my girlfriend on the deed. And we're closing Friday. We're like, oh, I don't know if we can do this. I sent it over. Just I sent it over to the owner just so I didn't forget. And she had it first thing in the morning. She sent it back right away and said, you know, no problem. We, we took care of it. And she was still working at 10 o'clock at night. 
uh, the last company that I worked for at five o'clock, I who worked there <laughs> couldn't even get hold of anybody. Door shut. Yeah. Yeah. Door shut, lights out. I couldn't get hold of anybody. And it really hurt my relationships with people because they're stressing out. And I think that people, I, I can't solve all the problems, but I can pick up the phone. Yeah. And I think if you call me at 930 at night, I pick up the phone, you're not, you don't have angst over, you know, calling me in the morning or don't forget or getting to me. You know, I pick up the phone and we deal with it and I say, oh, you know, I'll take care of it first thing tomorrow morning. And I think that's really important. Well, and, and you're correct as as all of this, real estate agents, uh, attorneys, title, it's all about the relationship building. Uh, we all offer a similar service, similar cost. And I, I try to tell people, don't get caught up so much on the, on the dollars because they're all within the same. Um, but if you like this mortgage person over this mortgage person, and I know both of them, you're going you're gonna to be all right. You know, I mean, if you, here's a couple attorneys, you might like one better than the other, but I know that they're all good. So if one's a hundred dollars more than the other, that doesn't matter to me. It matters how well they're going to service you. And, uh, I mean, I've been on the other end where people went with the discount attorney oh. and I, and I couldn't stand the, the communication sucked and their, their attitude sucked. Everything about it sucked. And, I, and I'm kind of, I think I'm dealing with one now. But, <laughs> and you go, man, like if you would have just paid another hundred bucks or 200 bucks and used someone I knew, they're going to let me do my job. We're going to work together. It's going to come out smooth. And that's what I try to tell my clients. It's not all about, you know, you're buying $300,000, $400,000 home to save four or 500 bucks. Right. Is, it, it doesn't make sense. No. So use the proper team that you know will take care of you and, uh, and that build the right relationships with you that will answer your calls or at least respond via text real quick. Like, hey, listen, I don't know this, but I'll get back to you in the morning. Right. Someone that you're confident that that you don't have to worry about that end of the transaction. You have to worry about all the other stuff that comes with buying and selling. And, th and that's enough stress within itself. Well, I just had a situation where I've been working with this realtor for three years. She passed it off to an attorney. She sent the attorney an email and said, you know, I want to use Miranda from All Ahead Title and copied me on the email and said, you know, I want to use her. And they said, OK, no problem. We know Miranda. You know, everybody knows me. I've been around forever. <laughs> and uh, she closed the other day and we didn't get the title deal. And the attorney decided that they just, you know, wanted to use somebody else. Well, I feel sorry because now that attorney's not going to get business from her again. I mean, that's her decision, not mine. But, sure. you know, I, I think that people have to respect the teams that are out here, like what you said, and trust the process. Yes. And especially you as the realtor, when you have a team together, it's because you trust that everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And yeah. when you break that, you have that chink in the chain. You know, she she was more upset than I was. I mean, you know, she was like, I, I can't believe they did that. They lied to me. I'll never use him again, and I'll never refer anybody to him. So I think that, you know, people have to understand that, you know, I'm, at, I'm working with her for three years. He worked with her for, you know, two weeks, three weeks. And he, he chose to go his own route. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your team is definitely most important. So when, uh, when choosing a title agency and whoever you're working with as your agent, you know, definitely take their advice with who they used. Um, maybe if they haven't used anybody yet, find out, have them find out through their, maybe their broker or, you know, if you trust the attorney you're with, 
you know, they, they have agency agencies they work a lot with, but, uh, you know, go off the referral base. Don't, don't so don't get caught up on the fees so much, but go with people that your team knows will will get the job the done. Biggest investment of your life. How? Trust the process. Trust the professional that you went to. I think that's really important that people, if they get anything out of this, I think that's the most important thing. That you're the professional. You're out there on a day to day basis, and they need to trust that you will guide them through the transaction. Absolutely. And one last thing. It, are there add-ons to it to title insurance? Now I know with a uh, car insurance and every, I mean there's an add-on to everything in life. So yeah, they they have what they have what they call an enhanced policy. So the enhanced policy, um, I mean there's different aspects to it, but the way that I know it best is if you buy a house for two fifty, say it's a foreclosure, you buy a house for two fifty, and you put two hundred thousand into it and you're fixing it up and now you want to sell it for eight hundred thousand. The enhanced policy is gonna cover you from the two fifty to the eight hundred. Now when you purchase that house originally and you get title insurance, they cover you for that amount that you purchased the house. If the house increases or decreases, you know, you can make out too. But if the house increases, you're really only covered up to let's say two fifty. Okay. So the enhanced policy would cover you for if you have an $800,000 home now. So if, if someone's purchasing a home and doing like a renovation loan or a 203K home style, and now that $200,000 purchase is going to be a 500000 after rehab value. Correct. You're going to want to look at that. You're going to want to look at it. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. You wanna get, you're going to want to be covered for that. And, and that goes with having good professionals working with you that kind of give you, gives you the heads up and... Uh, they're not just throwing product down your throat. Right. Awesome. So thank you so much for that that information. Thank you. I mean, we, we, we shared a lot of information, but I want to get a couple more things from you. I'm okay. going to call it the Quattro Fire Four Questions. Let's do it. You ready? Dun, dun, Let's do dun. it. I'm ready. I'm going to learn a little bit more about you. Um, what is your favorite book? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not going to pass this one. Dead air. Uh, cookbooks. <laughs> Vegetarian cookbooks. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, do you have a favorite show? Come on, you have to watch some TV, right? I don't watch a lot of TV. You know? I Seriously. I, I watch like Nat Geo. Sometimes I watch some trash on Bravo. You know, but that's normally just for me to wind down. For my my head is like a cineplex sometimes, so and I have like four things going at once. But is there anything that maybe it's it's on TV? As soon as you see it, you just click to it because you've seen it four hundred times. Yes, Bravo. Bravo. Anything on Bravo. So is that like Real Housewives? Yeah, yeah, stupid stuff trash. like that. That's yeah, it is absolute trash. You know, but when I want to enrich myself, like <laughs> you last night. You don't night, read. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have time to read, honestly. You when do I do audiobooks like I do. I do audiobooks. I know I should. Anytime well, you're in the car. Anytime I'm in the car, I'm calling clients. Yeah. That's my that's my private time. We're not time. promoting driving and, and talking on the phone, though. But. No, no, I have Bluetooth. <laughs> Come on. I, but that's my time to, like, reach out to somebody or follow up. Up and just say hi and leave a quick message. That's my private time because mm-hmm. when I'm at home, I do like to relax, and that would be you know, just kind of hanging out, being with the dog, you know, doing things like that. Nothing exciting. I mean, if you want something exciting, I have something really exciting coming up. Oh, on the 9th, I'm ticking something off of my bucket list, something that I've wanted to do for a long time. What's that? And I am going great white shark cage diving in the island of Guadalupe. 
And I am so excited. That's insane. I am so excited. It is insane. Well, actually, it's not that insane. If I was that brave, I'd be out of the cage. I'm in the cage. So I can't wait for those great whites to see me floating around. <laughs> like, woohoo, we got Italian tonight, baby. <laughs> now, did, I guess they're going to give you like a re- like air supply and everything, and you'll just hang yeah, out down there? Yeah, it's actually called a hookah, a hookah line. So um, you just you go down, and you're a couple feet under the water. You're kind of at the top of the water, and you're in a cage. And, you know, I've always had this passion for the ocean, and I've just always loved... For some sick reason, I love apex predators. I love alligators. I love sharks. I love lions. I don't know what that is. Maybe it has a lot to do with my personality. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have that. I think there's a therapy podcast coming on uh, soon, so maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, I know, but I'm very excited. Well, that, that's so awesome. So that'll be all over Facebook. Uh, I'm sure we'll see all about it, and, yeah. and hopefully you end up back with all your limbs. Hopefully. And, uh, you know. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. They'll throw some chum away from you when you got to get in and out. Oh, I I, I my know. thing, I'm going to take a selfie with a great white. <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> or I'm going to tell just, people, if you want me to dive in the shark tank, send me a title deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just mark it on Instagram. For you. <laughs> so what's your uh, favorite quote? It is what it is. It is what it is. That is absolutely, that's going to be, I I don't know that I'm going to have a headstone, but that is absolutely how I'm going out. It is what it is. I don't think that you can change things. You can't, (sighs) things just sometimes are what they are. It's like in relationships and friendships that, you know, if, if you're in a relationship and it doesn't work out, you know what? You're not going to change somebody. It is what it is. It's the same with business. You keep going. You keep trying. You keep plodding along. And you keep churning up new things. And you just keep moving forward. Absolutely. I, I that That's actually a big quote of mine myself. It, is it? it? Yeah, it is. See, it is what it is. like each other. <laughs> yeah. Now, I what, say that all the time. What uh, What is your favorite piece of advice maybe someone gave you along the way? Or maybe uh, you could give somebody? I think, honestly, it is to be honorable. I think it's to be honest. And I think it's really to enjoy what you're doing. I think that um, people sometimes don't understand me. They think, uh, you know, maybe I'm too much. But it is what it is. I really am that person. I really love my clients. I love working with people. I love doing what I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. No, if if you didn't have that real desire and love for it, you wouldn't post at whatever time at night. It wouldn't be on your head. You wouldn't have the ability to think of all content to put out there. Whatever you you're always thinking of trying to help somebody, mm-hmm. and that only comes from from real like not fake desire. Thank you, and so. and I do honestly believe that, and I also think helping people along the way, not to be selfish. I had, whether I was a realtor or doing this or whatever I was doing in life, I think that you really need to help people along the way, and I think that it comes back to you, and you have to do it selflessly. Just give, you know. It doesn't always come back, but it is your karma, you know. Sure. It, yeah, it's you, me. I can always, help somebody, and if they can't help me, it's okay. Maybe somebody else that can help me along the way. So I really believe in that, and I believe in really caring about what you do and 
You know, I think that's probably the most important thing. I think that's what makes you actually so special is that (laughs) you actually have that same quality and that you really care about your clients and you care about what you're doing and you care about your family and it shows. And I think that people identify that. I think people see that in you. And I think it's not always about being so businessy. I mean, look. It is what it is. It is. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it, they want to do business with somebody that they like. And yeah. I think that you're extremely likable. And I think that people gravitate towards that. Yeah. I mean, I I just do what I, I do. I try not to overthink it. I think. Uh, Agreed. When you're just genuine with what you do, you know, I mean, I don't have to post a, a, a new listing every 20 minutes like some of these agents. I, I get. You know, some people, they get into the business and that's all you see on Instagram and yeah. Facebook. It's like... Or their I, reviews. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got this review. I got you that know. review. I think that's great. But I think that people just really want to know who you are because yeah. they want to do business with somebody that they like. Yeah, sh- show your personality. Show who you are. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to fall on your face and look like a fool. I mean, yeah. you know... In the end, you oh, don't. I always look like a fool. But you really don't because people end up admiring it and going like, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah. You know, and, and you only could do it by doing it. Well, so. absolutely. And I think I'm, I have a big goofy factor about me too. <laughs> and I like to laugh and giggle and have fun and, you know, it is who I am. So It is if, what it is. It is what it is. If they like it, great. You know, I'm out there constantly trying to dig up new business and, um, you know, of course, like everybody else, I would like to do more business. I think sometimes people don't get the two together. They see you, but then they don't think of you when they need title. So mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, but I need business, too. Well, I'm out here hustling just like you, Mike. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue into uh, give us where we could get in touch with you, what, what websites, cell phone, whatever information you want to put out there. Thank Let's get you. it. So, uh, well, people- I think the easiest thing I check my email all the time. It's Miranda V at allaheadtitle.com is the easiest. Um, you can also reach out to my cell phone, which is 732-685-9588. You can get me on, <laughs> I'm constantly checking my social media. So you can get me on LinkedIn. You can message me. You can private message me on Facebook under Miranda Verderam, or my business page has a call button. You can call or email me there or Instagram. So I think it's, you know, I think if you don't know how to get hold of me, you're in the wrong business. You're not trying hard you're enough. Not, you're definitely not trying hard enough. Now, I can't put it out there any more than I am. Now, are you only able to do title in New Jersey? Or? No. We do New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania right now. And we're strong in actually all of those markets. We do a lot of business in those markets. And, uh, you know, we're looking to expand down in Florida. But if you have something down in Florida, call me. I have somebody that does Florida. Awesome. You know, if you. If I if you trust enough, you trust me enough to call me. I'll get you to the person that can handle Florida and different parts of Florida or California. I just did a commercial deal out in California. See, and that's what it's all about having someone that you trust in the business that could help you out. For, you know, it's not just about if you're in New Jersey where we're located. If you're anywhere, um, I say it all the time. I don't. You know, you could ask me a question online. I don't care where you live. I'll try to answer it the best I can. Uh, she could do the same. And uh, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I really me. appreciate so it. 
And, and uh, I, I got to be interviewed. Yeah, you got to be interviewed. I know. Thank you. <laughs> and I would like to thank everyone for listening to the show. My name is Mikey T. Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at THS Home Advisors and at Mikey T. Sells NJ Homes. A link to all the websites are available on my social sites and you can pretty much just put a dot com after everything and it'll go right to uh, my website directly. Please leave a review on iTunes, share and subscribe to our weekly podcast, message us with any questions and topics you may want to hear. Um, and if you're a professional and you can bring some value to the show and to my audience, I'd love to hear from you together. We can learn and grow. So I'd like to end with a quote and uh, my quote is from Les Brown. You ever hear of him? Yes. He is amazing. I love him. Uh, so today's quote is, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. I love it. God bless everybody and have a great week.